Hello and welcome to Opening the Gates to More Listings for Estate Agents with me, Simon Gates, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Mr. Jerry Lyons. Jerry, thank you very much for joining me. You're very welcome. Thanks for, thanks for having me, mate. Thanks for having me. So we're talking a bit um, off air before we started, and if we just let the listeners know, you've got a, got a bit of a hoarse voice. Because yeah. Yeah. You've been celebrating your heart out at uh, at the Lionesses, right? Yeah, I was at the quarterfinal. We've been to all the games um, so far, the England uh, uh, Lionesses games, and I was at the quarterfinals recently down the road at Brighton. And how much did you pay the cameraman to get on on TV? Well, you know what? It's the first I've been to hundreds of football matches. So honestly, probably up the up in the thousands. Been watching football for like forty odd years, forty five years, something like that. And um, it's the first time I've ever sat at the very front row. And I said to my wife and daughter at the time, I said, I'm not sure about these seats. Because the view's not great, is it? Yeah, you, yeah. Fan, you know, if you sit at the front row or near the front row, it's, it's normally not great. But the experience was different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was such a different experience because you realise how quick the players are. Yeah. For, for one, you can really see it. It's like going to a boxing match. and I've, I've sat ringside at boxing. And that really teaches you something about the levels. Because you hear the fuds, you hear, and it was the same sitting so close to the football, and yeah, just just by chance we had the, I think it was after the second goal, the camera ran along, and then my phone was pinging in my pocket, <laughs> and honestly, I did, I, I told somebody this yesterday, it was going bing 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 bing, bing. and you know, I think, I thought two things came through my mind, I thought, oh my god, has somebody died, and has my dog escaped and he's running around and. <laughs> And uh, you know what, though, Simon, the thing was, I thought, I'm not going to check the phone because it'll kill my buzz at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, d- I didn't check it till I left the ground and it was people just saying, basically, we've seen you on the telly, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. You're going to like, you're gonna get like Simon Well, where he can't go to a football game without being on the TV, right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah I, I, I can only aspire to those levels of <laughs> infamy and fame. <laughs> on that note, should we jump into it? First question, you ready? Yes, man, yeah, let's go. Right. Okay, apart from this podcast, obviously, what's one podcast you would say that estate agents, this could be inside or outside of the industry, should be listening to for inspiration and motivation? You know what? It's a really interesting question, that, because if you'd have asked me a month ago, I'd have given you a different answer. Okay. Recently, the last month, I've been getting into uh, 31 Minutes by Matt Stan Steinwade. Yeah, okay. Australian yeah. agent. And he, he's one of these who fascinate me because for, from first glance, so if, if people don't know him, go and check him out. He's one of the top agents in Australia with, with McGrath, which are one of the top agencies in Australia. And he's, I think he's the top agent. And at first glance, I thought, what is this geezer about? It's like, he's this muscly bloke. He looks yeah, amazing. Yeah. He's like an Instagram model. Yeah. He's my age. He's like 50. And I'm like, oh my God, mate, I'm jealous. And um he sort of, and I kind of dismissed him without, I think sometimes we're all guilty of this. I dismissed him without looking into him. And then I started listening to his stuff. And I thought, wow, this guy's really talking about not just agency stuff, but I, I think he he gets the, the, the thing that to be a good anything, you have to have a good energy. He's big on energy and he calls it frequency. And he looks after himself. He takes his sleep. Uh, um uh, really seriously he exercises he's just got a really good mentality and there was one episode and it's a recent one where he said that he and, and he's got a co-presenter i can't think of the co-presenter's name it's somebody who works with him um but he had to go out of the office when they were having a moan up about something 
Right. Because he didn't want his energy. He might use the word infected or influenced. It was yeah, something yeah. like that. But he said, he just stood up and went, guys, I'm not having this. I'm going out of the office for half hour. When I come back, make the energy different. And I, I think that's listening to him. And obviously there's lots of people out there that talk a good game. I'm a big believer in, for me to take you seriously, you have to have been there. Almost, you either been there and done it, or you're you're there and doing yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Because people can go, oh, we're this, we're that. And I see it in the content market. And I'm thinking, hold on, you've got about three clients. You've been in the game about three months, and suddenly you're the, the, the master of all content. Uh, it just makes me laugh. So, yeah, check out Matt Steinway. Yeah. Awesome. I think um, on the, the Matt Steinway, yeah, he is absolutely ripped to shreds. And I think before he actually got himself into this unbelievable mental and physical state that he's in, I'm pretty sure I might, I'm 99% sure, he he was like a drug addict or an alcoholic. Yeah, 100% right. And he, he talks about addiction. Yeah. And obviously, I sort of got on record about the biggest change that I had in my life. But I think about, See, I've lost track now. It's either four or five years ago, I gave up drinking. Uh, now, I weren't, and people say, oh, you're an alcoholic. I wasn't, but alcohol was definitely holding me back. So that's probably, that's another reason why I probably like the Matt Steinway thing yeah. uh, so much, because he's had that problem with addiction. Um, and I, I, I say to agents, I say, you've got to stop going on about elite levels if you're going on the piss at the weekend. Yeah. Because you ain't hitting elite anything. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that, that was probably, I think, the biggest factor in my changes has definitely been giving up booze. So that's why I relate to Matt Steinway so much. Do you know what I mean? Love it. Have you, have you ever heard the lemon story with Matt Steinway? I, I have, but remind me, because I remember it's a really, so really it's, 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 it can It can be quite a long one. I might not get it exactly right, but for anyone listening, go and find it on like Google or YouTube. Just put Matt Steinway Lemon Story. Uh, it's one of the best stories you can hear in like the state agency. So I think it went along the lines of Matt Steinway went and appraised someone's property, a, a couple, every single year. And he got on really well with them. And then I think something like they passed away and the children inherited the property and he'd gone out to appraise it and I think they were deciding to go with someone else perhaps overvalued it cheaper fee whatever and I think he was ringing up a brother to say please let me come and you know give me one more opportunity and the guy was really pissed off uh, on the phone or something he said would you believe it Matt I'm having fish and chips and they forgot my bloody lemon so Matt Steinway just rings up his PA and goes get me a freaking lemon ASAP <laughs> And he turned, he turned up at the front door, knocks on it and goes, there's your lemon. And the guy's like effing and blinding, like proper Australian going, oh my God, you're amazing. You've got my business. So yeah, it's yeah. like those those little things of, yeah. of winning the business there. And, um, and, it, and it creates a great story. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I have heard that. Yeah, I have heard that. Story. I, I've got something similar, but not to that scale where I was showing, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. I was, show, I was showing a family around a house and it was several thousand square feet. And it was a like old stately home that had been converted into uh, apartments isn't the right word because they're like humongous, like few thousand square feet. It was like four wings. And I don't think I've done a viewing at this property for a little while. I was in a state agency land where it's like, you appraise a property and then the next go do the viewings. And I was like, do you know what? There's so many little nooks and crannies in this four-story mahoosive thing. I'm like, I'm not going to remember every little angle. And they had a boy and girl with this fat, this couple. I got on really well with them. And I said, right, you've got a really important job today to the little boy. And he's like, what's that? I said, you're going to show us around this house. 
So I gave him the brochure. I said, right, you're going to direct us round just so I can remember where we we're going a little bit. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, at the end of it, he lost his Pokemon cards. Oh, shit. And I, try, I searched high and low to try and find them. I asked the family who owned the house to try and find them. They couldn't do. Anyway, Monday morning comes. I go and knock at the door um, of the, the potential buyer. And I said, oh, hello, son. What are you doing here? So I'm really sorry I couldn't find the Pokemon cards, but I've gone out and bought a load for your son. There they are. Dumb, when, he put, when he put his house in the market, who do you put it on the, house, on the market with? You know what? <clears throat> if you look after the kids, you look after the parents. That was... Um somebody in the airline might be Richard Branson it was it was a big like some big wig in the airlines 20 30 years ago I said that and it's so true because when people do stuff for my daughter you said you about what wasn't it your was it your email on uh Brighton foot was it to Brighton football club and uh or am I making I'm you know sure what? you've you've done an email <laughs> or a blog on it haven't you I've done a blog about that that was a really popular that blog actually got read out, uh, that got discussed at the Premier yes, League that's it. Chief Executives meeting, yeah. Just blowing my own trumpet there. So <laughs> <laughs> the gist of it is Brighton do a lot of work in the community. And I sometimes hear from agents that probably won't ever get community because they have to ask this, this question where they say, well, why should I do stuff in the community? Once I hear somebody say that, I think you're never going to make it work. Yeah. Because, you know, like your heart's not in it. And I think the, the best agents that do community stuff do it from a place of generosity sort of thing. So anyway, to cut a long story short, started off with Brighton three years ago during lockdown. They did a book reading via Zoom where they got one of the players, I think it was a guy called Neil Mopay, one of the forwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to talk about a book. And then they had him on for 10 minutes, but they had hundreds of children on this Zoom meeting during lockdown and um, talking about books. So my daughter was just, just getting into football. And she went football mad, she's football mad now, but... She was just getting into football and she loved it. But my wife came in to the room where I was and she said, oh, my God, she doesn't follow football. Oh, my God, you've got to see the thing Brighton Hove Albion Football Club have done with the kids. It's so good. They, they've taken the time to do this book thing and you get a voucher, blah, 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 blah. So that was one box ticked. But then along the, people call it, I don't know, you want to call it a customer journey, call it what you want. But Brighton have different touch points within their community. So they offer girls only football training. And my daughter started off with that. So that's another box ticked. And then um, I did some hospitality there just for a birthday treat. But it was amazing. So the point I'm leading to get to is, cut a long story short, they went from a, a Zoom call to us investing yeah. about 20 grand a year, basically, 20 grand a season to buy a hospitality table there so we can take people there. And just, so it just shows you that it's worth investing in your community because if you do it right, you will get an end goal whether it's football or estate agency or like you did there, how much did that pack of uh, Pokemon cards cost? God knows the tenner. The, the and how much was the instruction? Um, so I would say probably 10 or 11 grand off the top of my head. It's not a bad return on investment, is it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, the, that was the Brighton and Hove album story. And I sent the, the reason why the blog got discussed is because I sent the, I'm a big believer in credit where it's due. And I sent the blog to Paul Barber, who's the, um, the, the really good chief executive, by the way. I just sent it to him and he responded. And you so didn't expect that, did you? I didn't expect it, no. I, I, and then, yeah, I, I didn't expect it. And the, the, Brighton is a good case study for any business that wants to get things right. They don't get everything right because they're a football club, so they're not going to please everyone. But they do things like the away end, 
they'll make the away fans feel welcome, mm. which is almost counterintuitive in football. <laughs> you know, you've been in away grounds and you feel, oh my God, it's so hostile. We're going to get penned in. It's going to be horrible getting there and getting back. We're going to be treated to crap food. So what Brighton did was that they'll have a guest beer, you know, from the local area. Yeah, so yeah. If you're a Liverpool team, they'll the, the neon lights will be your colour. So let's say Brighton's colours are blue and white. In the away end, all around that away section, it will be, for example, Liverpool fan, they'll be red and white. And I'm not sure if they do it for Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's just interesting what can be done with a bit of a bit of thought, a bit of effort and a bit of care, really. See, with everything you're saying there, that, like this is how my, I'm obsessed with like estate agency. So I'm hoping there might be some people listening going, Jerry, what the hell are you talking about community? What's that got to do with getting more listings? Uh, I, I'm completely with you. And when you're saying those sorts of things, my mind is immediately like, how can that plug into a state agency, community, and making people feel welcome, make them feel relaxed? It's a bit like you said about hostile environment, a wave fan going into a ground and getting penned in and stuff. You think someone asks Simon Gates to come and appraise their property, and it's the first time they've moved in 20 years that's going to be an uncomfortable environment for them. I appraise houses every day. They're doing it once in 20 years. So what can I do as an estate agent based on what you just said to make them feel comfortable? Right. It's a really good question because as well, being an estate agent and if somebody's not used you for 20 years, there's a perception that estate agents are dodgy. It, yep. it, it, it's definitely lessening. 10 years ago, like when I used to say to my mates, I've started working with estate agents. They'd laugh. <laughs> and go, You'll be lucky I did. You know, you got to check. What was the one, one of my mates said? Um, when you shake your hand, check your watch is still there. <laughs> that was what you used to always say to me. <clears throat> but that's changed. The internet's really helped that. And I think the better agent, the internet's been great for good agents because it's made everything more transparent, in my opinion. So what you could do if you, so this is where marketing and having a, a community presence really helps. Because let's say you get called around, but you're a good agent, yeah? So you've made sure that your email signature, for one, will have a photo on it. Yeah, you'll make sure that you've sent them some stuff uh, pre going around to see them that's got your face on it and a bit about your company. So you're not just turning up with a folder full of stats, yeah. you're warming them up all the way. What you want them to do, and this is the power of content marketing and video marketing, is when they turn up, they feel a bit like they know you. Like you, you said it off air, me yeah, and you have only met each other twice. But yeah. we like when we did meet each other the second time at Property Mart, we were chatting away like old mates. Yeah. Because we've seen each other on social media and this sort of stuff. So I think it's very important for, for agents to get themselves out there for moments like that, for when they've got the old couple that around or the, the couple that, because men, the old couple might be getting their opinions from elsewhere as well. So if your agency's out there and you've got a good name for, I don't know, supporting the community, doing the right things, obviously you have to be good. You have to be good at selling houses, ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. Um, so these people have been told about you or they've done their research and they, you have to make it as easy as possible for them to trust you. So, so on that, what you've just said about making it as easy as possible for them to trust you, there's a great um, real estate trainer in Oz called Lee Woodward. I don't know if you've come across him. And, yeah, uh, I've heard him on Sam's podcast. He, he, he was exceptional on Sam's <clears throat> podcast and he's got a podcast called We Are Selling. So for anyone listening, after you've obviously listened to uh, to this podcast, you go and listen to <laughs> We Are Selling with Lee Woodward. But he says something <clears throat> along the lines of uh, sales is a transference of trust from one person to another. 
which I really, really liked. And then in terms of just making someone feel comfortable, I can't remember if I was speaking to you about this the other day, but there's a, a store called Flannels. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's like a, it's kind of like a Selfridges, like they do designer uh, brands in there. Okay. And basically in some of their shops, you walk in and they've got black baskets and they've got white baskets. And it says above the black baskets, take a black basket if you don't want anyone to talk to you, take a white basket if you might need help. Uh, okay. so rather than shop assistants going around going hello can i help you it's like how can i help you you know with yeah. the white ones and the black ones it's like they're, they're fine i don't need yeah, yeah, and i was yeah. like so simple yet genius yeah. yeah and imagine the amount of from an operational point of view imagine the amount of uh people hours that saves them so their staff are focused in the right areas yeah do you know what i mean talking about bringing focus to it <clears throat> yeah that's a, that's a great example yeah i love that right Next question. Shoot. Because I'll tell you what, I mean, that was that was fire right there. But we, uh, I think we only had really one question. <laughs> I know. I talk too much. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's fine. I think we, we're on a vibe there. Um, one book. If you had to recommend one book that a state agent should read, what would it be? Oh, you know what? It's, it's a funny one, right? Because I'm looking up at my, my bookshelf there. I've got loads of books. I've got to be honest with you. I've got loads of books up there that I've never read. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> and, and and somebody said it, it's like, and I thought, oh my God, that sounds like me. They said sometimes we buy books for shelf improvement, not self-improvement. Love that. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was like, but I'm looking at them. Uh, from Yeah, so from content marketing, it would definitely be they ask, you answer. And that's content marketing in general. If, Who, if who's that by? That is by an American chap. I just know him as the, the pool guy. What's his name? So bear with me one sec. Sheridan. Is it Sheridan? Marcus, Marcus Sheridan. They ask you answer. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. And what um, and what's the importance uh, about that book? And obviously with, yeah, with your uh, expertise on content marketing there. So he, he sold pools, basically, pools and I think jacuzzis and stuff like that. And he was really, really struggling. He did he couldn't outspend his big competitors with advertising, pure advertising, you know, we sell pools, that sort of stuff. So he just came up with this, and it's just basic content marketing, but he did it years ago, which was, okay, I'm going to create articles, blogs primarily, um, that help people. So if you wanted a family size pool, he would say, here are five family size options, blah, 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 blah. But he was doing it years ago, mind. It doesn't sound groundbreaking now, yeah. but it was 10, 15 years ago. Um, what's the best jacuzzi for a couple? You know, things like that. So the, the premise is, and this is this is the, the premise of good content marketing, basically. If someone's got a question, your content marketing provides the answer. It's that simple. It's that simple. People try and make like a marketing and content marketing out to be this. I remember once I asked a, a, a presentation, I, some guy, American guy, I can't even remember his face. I just remember he had a really shiny face. <laughs> <laughs> his face was really shiny. Like I lost, I was lost to what he was talking about. I was looking at his face thinking, how does somebody make this face that shiny? It must have been Botox or whatever that thing's called. Um, and I asked him a question. I said, how would you define content marketing in the sentence? Because I believe everything can be condensed yep. down into a sentence. If you really know your shit, you can put it over in a sentence. And he went, mm-hmm. and I could see his thinking, I'm thinking he ain't got an answer for this. And I weren't trying to trick him, do you know what I mean? I was just genuinely interested. And he went, it's more than words can say. I thought, that's rubbish. 
That's that doesn't mean anything. So, so right, so putting my money where my mouth is content marketing, I describe it as just basically solving people's questions, answering people's questions in an expert way. Whether you're an estate agent, a pool guy, this guy sold pools. Um, that would be my, my definition. Definitely. Really, really, really good book. And I mean, the likes of, you know, Vicky Babiris of Location Location, she, she was, me and her had a chat about this book and they use it in their agency as well. And I think on that then, so, and you're better place for, for me to say this, but with content marketing, you know, blogs and going on your website, good for SEO, you can then repurpose it into videos and it can be used on social media. There's so many different ways you can use it, right? And when you said about pools, it made me think of, uh, I can't remember what his name is, but have you seen there's a guy in it's it could be on TikTok, it could be on Instagram, but he goes around cleaning people's swimming pools. Right. Okay. And he just created a TikTok account one day and he literally shows you, obviously it's sped up, but he shows you him cleaning a swimming pool. And it's fascinating because you see how dirty it is and then it goes from dirty to clean. And he's got so many followers and, and all of a sudden He's now this famous TikTok guy and he goes and does celebrity swimming pools. Yeah. Also, you know, if he's gone and done it and I can't think of someone, but let's just use, um, let's just use Eddie, Eddie Hearn, um, uh, the boxing promoter. So I'm pretty sure he was one who'd had it done. Boxing fans out there who, you know, oh my God, that's cool. And uh, Eddie Hearn's just had that done. And yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. just going, going. He's doing incredibly from it. It's, it, it, it's really interesting that about, you said about a boring, he's taking a boring subject, made it interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy who's got a skip company. I can't think of his name. He sponsors QPR, or he did. Daniel Luizzi, his name might right. be. But he's got basically a skip company, yeah, and waste rubbish removal company, like uh, aggregate company, which is a boring subject for me. But he's created these storylines around it that's made it interesting. Now, think of this from an estate agency point of view. You've actually got really interesting content. You've got people's lives. Yeah. Which is, there's nothing more interesting than taking someone from somewhere, going through that journey. I hate the word journey, but there's no other way of describing it. To 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 having sold their home or moved into their new property. I mean, I, if I was an agent now, right? You know what I would do? I'd say to my team, or if I was a solo agent, I'd get one person and I'd sort of suss them out and think, right, these are the people that we're going to offer to take them from the initial phone call or the initial meeting, the valuation all the way through to completion. And we're going to film it. Nice. You know, I'm going to invest the money in filming it. If it costs me five grand, it costs me five grand. It costs me 10 grand. It costs me 10 grand. I don't care. You have to choose the right person. Obviously they have to be up for it. They might want to be incentivized. You say, well, look, if you do this, the work our work and get you the best possible price and help you as much as possible. But can we film it? Can we check in? Can we be really honest? And this is the thing as well, you know, the bits where they have to make the tough call to say, you know what, the buyer's just pulled out. You imagine you would create a hell of a 15 minute little video there that you could use forever. I think that's absolute gold, Jerry. That is, yeah, really. you think like the, the, uh, but it, has to, it has to be on his side. Yeah. This is the thing. It can't be like a PR piece. It has to be some of the best stuff I've seen from agents are when they've been vulnerable. I remember one, this is years ago. And I always had him down as being a bit too cool for school. Um, he's got an amazingly successful agency now. He really smashed it to bits. And he was talking about, I think he had a, a lazy eye or something like that. And he just spoke about how he felt it had held him back. And, you know, I thought, oh, I've noticed it, but I've never noticed it. It's never been a big yeah. thing. 
but it was a big thing to him. But I remember I looked at him totally differently as a person in that way. I, I liked him more because he said, oh, you know, he showed his real self. So I think if you can make that video as honest as possible, not like, oh, we've done this, and we got that, blah, blah, blah. If it can be literally the story, the journey. I think I think vulnerability is like a superpower and, and people do get scared of perfection. And I watch um, and this is going to lead nicely into the sort of next question. But I watch your your videos that, that you put out that might be embedded in like your, your weekly email and stuff. At least and, someone watches them. <laughs> yeah. But like I think it's similar to me where you hit record and, you know, we're both wearing baseball caps as we record. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a podcast, not going out on video, but. You, you'll be wearing a hoodie or a baseball cap and you know there might be things you say and you, you might slip up or something and it's like well actually I'm just hitting record it doesn't need to be polished with the best video production um you know company behind it it's just people will believe in your authenticity and how original it is you know what I mean you know what that, uh, thank you uh we also do critiques of stuff right and I call it real-time critiques of marketing stuff from our, uh, our clients. So they'll send us stuff and I'll never sit down and think, right, I'm going to go through that for a half hour. I'll always do the critique, a video critique, as I'm reading the stuff. Love it. Because that's, that's how it's being received. Nobody's going to get your flyer or your letter or watch your video. <laughs> they are, they're not going to say, yeah. right, we give 20 minutes. You've got to critique it in the manner that it's going to land on the doorstep. Uh, I really like printed letters and printed marketing because my background is in print, print journalism so that i really love that and there's still a market for that don't listen to the the people that say it's the digital only way oh they're clowns man i'm sorry it has to be a marketing mix you know because that way you'll attract all parts of the market so when we do a critique it will literally be i'll pick up the flyer and go okay well that looks do, do you know what i mean i'm critiquing it as i'm going yeah. i'm not sort of gonna go and spend half hour and make notes and then go through my notes. I'm going to critique it on camera as it as I'm going through it because that's how it's perceived in real time. That's what yeah. ultimately you have to critique stuff as the punter would. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. That I've <clears throat> I've done screen recordings and voice notes to agents where they share a piece of content with me and I'm recording voice note and I'm going right. I think you should start it this, end it this. You need a QR code here, an image yourself, blah blah blah. I'm going through it. And then there's times where I go, oh, no, hang on a minute. Sorry, you said that later on. Oh, I yeah, didn't see you yeah, had that. Yeah. Maybe position it a bit higher up. And I'm just talking to myself for two minutes. So I send it. But yeah, they, they seem to appreciate it. But like you said, again, it's how do you how do you receive that? You open it. Are you reading it or are you chucking it in the bin? It's not a let's go put that to the side and read it for 30 minutes later. I think that's exactly. so true. Well, we've got a thing uh, with that, that sort of critiquing stuff. And I've talked, spoke about it recently, actually. We call it the Wendy test. Where yes, yeah. My, my my wife is called Wendy. She's much smarter than me, much more intelligent, much more red and all this sort of stuff. Um, but any bit of marketing that I get from a client that wants me to check it, I'll get her to check it first. Because ultimately, she's she's decision maker in the house, yeah? If somebody's going to call an estate agent in, it'll probably be her, not me, if we were going to move. Do you know what I mean? And if she doesn't understand it, you can be pretty sure. She, she doesn't work in the industry, for starters. But if she doesn't understand it or goes grimaces, you know, if somebody reads your stuff and pulls a little face like, you've made them feel stupid. You yeah. don't want to make people feel stupid. You want to make, one of our team had a great phrase. They said, uh, you should educate, not isolate. Yeah, I love that. It's great, isn't it? That was Amanda. Shout out to Amanda for that. Um, and we all know a Wendy. It might be, it might not be a Wendy, it might be a Steve. 
but we need to do that test on our marketing with somebody who's not in the industry who is our target market love that yeah. right Sherry, I've been taking up um, a fair bit of your valuable time this Friday okay. morning. We've got a couple, couple more questions to run yeah, through. Yeah, no rush, man. No rush at all. Right. Okay. I think I partly know where this answer might go based on what I know of you and, and what you've been saying. But let's say you are setting up an estate agency tomorrow. Yeah. doesn't matter where it is in the country. Yeah. You've got an unlimited budget. You've got a blank check. Yeah. What's one thing you're doing to go out and get more listings? Oh, you know what I would do if I had a blank check, right? And I, I think I could commercially make it work because I've made our business work commercially off this, this sort of premise. I would say up as a, for, for starters, I'd have a small geographic area. The biggest mistake I see new agents, funnily enough, I'm going to do a blog about this next week. Uh, biggest mistake I see new agents make, they try and go big on the area, a lot of them. You know, like the purple bricks model where, oh, we're going to take, this one person's going to cover this whole area. And then you've got agents to go back to location, location, who said, and I, I had this conversation with Asad recently. I said, why didn't you go like multi-agency all around the place? Because you've got skills. You've done it in one area. He said, we wanted to do, we, we asked ourselves, what would it look like if we dominated this one market, our one area? And they've dominated it. And it looks very good. <laughs> Trust me. So I would, uh, I would target one, like my town. Let's say it's my town. I live in a place called Seaford. I would only do homes in Seaford. Uh, to start with, I'd probably niche down. There's loads of bungalows in Seaford. So I'd probably be wanting to know as the bungalow guy, the guy that sells the most bungalows. And so my marketing would be geared to that. But the big thing is that I would do, and it's a big like interest, passion of mine, is I would do something like I would give back 15% of our turnover or profit. I don't know the numbers uh, to our community. Do you know what I mean? We do that with the Karma Club. Um, yep. which is the charitable side of our business. We, we give uh, a fair bit away a month. So I would do that. I would make community. The, the best agents, I think of the elite agents I've ever worked with, and I've said this loads of times, the one thing I think they've all got in common, two things, I think they're all good people. Do you know what I mean? I don't think you can make a good meal with bad ingredients. Do you know what I mean? Um, and they, they're really interested in their communities. They actually genuinely give for their, their community. So I would have a community-based agency that, that found its little niche whether that would be bungalows or apartments you know in london it would definitely be apartments in some areas yeah it may well be terraced don't don't get me wrong sir i'm not saying just focus on terraced houses or bungalowed houses but get a name for being oh that guy always he sells all the bungalows do you, um when <coughs> when sam was in a state agency i think in little venice in london he was known as a shit flat specialist yeah, that's the specialist because that's the guy <laughs> that's the guy you go to if you've got that sort of flat, because he'll get it, the name will get out there. That yeah, that guy sold my one, he'll probably be able to sell yours. I, I got a bit of a, a name for myself of selling properties that other agents couldn't sell. That was my niche. Um what a good I, niche though. Yeah, well, it's I I tried to, you know, I studied so many different things, whether it was UK, America, Australia, uh Chris Watkin always talk about a frozen P method. My yeah. god, I, I used the hell out of that. And when I, when I first heard of it, I was like, that seems like a load of bollocks. And then I went and did it. And I was like, actually, I went there with the intention, you know, oh, it won't work. I'll just do it. I'm not expecting anything in return. That's exactly what Chris says. Don't expect anything in return. Knocked on the door. Look, I can't stop. I've got an appointment, but I've got this report on your property. I just thought you'd find it interesting. And they were like, oh, do you want to pop in and have a chat? I was yeah. like, 
what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, I mean, we've already given notice to our agent. We're contemplating who to go with, but we're happy to sign. And I was actually listening to uh, Katie, um, Katie and Martin on House of Property yesterday. And Katie, Katie Griffin had said um, she went to someone's house and within half an hour, we've gone, here's the keys. Let's go. And she said, you know, we forget in this industry how trusted we are on someone's most prized asset. And she said, to, she said to Martin, Martin, would you give me the keys to your car right now? He went, absolutely not. Yeah. She went, yeah, people will give us keys to their property. It, it, it's so interesting that, right? And you, you touched on it earlier about uh, trust. And uh, <clears throat> one of the best bits of advertising I'd seen uh, was from a local travel agent, right? And it, well, I'll never forget, it was mid-January. It was horrible weather. It's depressing, man. 4.30 at night, it's dark. I'm walking down the high street. Their neon light said, we sell sunshine. Yeah, yeah. We sell sunshine. Right, which is what they sell. Ultimately, they sell. They were selling good weather. I think estate agents have to sell trust. Do you know, before they can sell a house, they have to, they, the person has to buy their, yeah. their the, the trust. They have to buy into, I can trust this guy with or girl with my keys, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right, last last two questions. Yeah, sure. Uh, as, we, <laughs> as, we, uh, as we finish off. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? What, just in general life? Could be life, could be business, estate yeah. agency-wise. Just what's the best piece of advice you've been given? Back yourself. For too long, I've held myself back. Me personally. I didn't think I was intelligent enough. Background was bad. Uh, not in terms of family, but just general background. The culture I grew up in was not geared to like, any sort of success. Back yourself. Dave Chappelle said it brilliantly in a speech he just recently gave as well. When he walked away from the Chappelle show, multi-million pound deal, he said, I just bet on myself that I've, I've come good again. Love it. Love that. Right. Last question. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of quotes. I don't know if you can see on my wall here, uh, yeah. but I actually bought these uh, six quotes um, and frames. They're all from the High Performance Podcast shop online. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, went and bought them all. And um, did you go and did you go to the high performance? Oh, I was ill. I gave my tickets ah, to, that's uh, it. to Rob Brady. Yeah, that's I was it. Ill. Sorry to bring up that bad memory you have. <laughs> but I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of quotes. So is there one quote that comes to mind that you know really <laughs> resonates with you? Um <laughs> there's there's the one that sprung to mind there is a Muhammad Ali quote, and it's it was I think it was credited as the world's shortest poem. And okay. it's me, we. Okay. And that's what it is. Me, the words me and the words we. And the way I see that is there's always a we. It's not just about you. So that you have to bring the me to it. But think of the we. Think of the bigger picture. Think how you're going to help people. How you're going to just be nice to people. Do you know what I mean? So me, we. Other quotes. Uh I don't know. I'm looking up at I'm looking up at our board here. Life is a team sport. You know, yeah. life is a team sport. You know, you get more out of life when you've got a good team around you. But I'm quite lucky I've got a good team. Brilliant. Love that. Right. To end with now, one of the questions I normally ask uh, yeah. was going to be, is there an email you subscribe to that you recommend other people uh, would subscribe to? And you might have an answer for this, but I'm going to answer on your behalf anyway, because I subscribe to your email. Yeah. And it's bloody fantastic. And you can send me money in the post afterwards for saying that. 
<laughs> five in the post <laughs> but for anyone listening who doesn't already subscribe um to jerry's email please do subscribe to it because there is some absolute gold in there i r&d a lot of stuff from it i'm like that's really good i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend that was mine uh and go and tell estate agents i work with here's a quote here's a quote ideas are like fleas they thrive when they jump from one person to the other can you just repeat that again for listeners ideas are like fleas they thrive when they jump from one person to another brilliant i love that i think that is a great place to end the podcast jerry so for anyone well for everyone listening who can't see jerry's just on an amazing dance like he's a break dancer or something (laughs) Uh, but jerry thank you so much for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure you're welcome mate you're welcome i enjoyed it Cheers.